welcome everybody to Recourage. This is a program dedicated to recouraging manhood as we let God's Word pierce through our fear and strengthen our faith. I'm your host, Scott Bryant, the director of Journey Up Ministries, and by God's grace, the lead climber for my amazing family. Thanks for joining me today on this dangerous but eternally satisfying journey up. Today, as we begin, I'd like to ask you to look at our world today and and just notice for a moment that what we see back in the book of Genesis, way back in the, the very beginning of time, that our loving God gave us a way to deal with our sin. As you know, it wasn't very long until the Garden of Eden became a sinful place. And God had to come down and and deal with us, his children. And what we see there was one of the main things that happened for us men is that the garden where he had worked before, he was there naming the animals, going to work every day. Adam had a job before sin came into the world. Make sure we notice that. But what was different now is that the ground would become thorny, that by the sweat of his brow, we would need to toil for our food. No longer would provision for our family just come from picking food off of a tree. Men, I want to encourage your heart today to know that I know I am speaking to so many men out there that you are getting up every morning and you're going to work and you're doing an amazing job providing for your family. Guys, I want to say on behalf of your wife and your children, your grandchildren, your church, your world, thank you for being a man that gets up and goes to work, that's faithful to do that. What we're noticing as time goes on is that Satan is is hijacking the heart of a man and and keeping us even from doing that. And so if by God's grace you are able to to do that today, thank you. And And I would say please know that what I want to do today on the program is not pile on and give you a heavy burden of, okay, so I know you're doing this. Now you need to do this. No, I, in fact, I think it works much differently. When, when we take on God's yoke, his burden, he says it's light. So let's trust that to, today, guys, okay? Otherwise, when you open the Bible, when you go to church and you hear the pastor speak, every time he shares, every time you tune into this program, you're going to go, oh, man, more for me to carry. I'm doing good just to carry what I'm doing right now. But guys, I truly believe that when we as men pick up manhood the way God intended for us to, it's actually doable. It's, act, it's a blessing. It's not a curse. But we want to notice that even though the curse of the fall cursed the ground that it would be thorny, here's what I would encourage you today. Don't make the curse any worse. Don't make that curse any worse. What do I mean by that? Well, I would say it has everything to do, again, with our heart. When our heart is drawn into the the meadow, the meadow of prosperity and pleasure and instant gratification, or more importantly, when we seek first our kingdom— and instead of God's, what happens is we, we increase the curse with our idolatry, with our greed. And, and so today, guys, I want to encourage you to not make the curse any worse. Work the garden that God has given to you, whatever career he's given, whether you're out in an actual garden today or in the field as a farmer, or maybe you're in a, in a career field there in your, in your office or whatever, you're driving around on, on, on calls, wherever you're at. Here's a challenge for a man who's seeking to seek first God's kingdom, 
First is to not make the curse of the fall worse by your greed. Because what happens is when we do that, we begin to have to, to spend more and more of our life pursuing money and pursuing our careers than we do seeking first the kingdom. Now, does that mean that we can't seek first God's kingdom when we're going to work? Absolutely not. I think whenever you and I go to work today, that we can actually offer our body as a living sacrifice right there. Our work can become worship unto the Lord. But only the Lord knows when our heart has gone from worshiping him in our work to worshiping our work, to making it our God. And really, that's a, that's a business between you and the Lord, between me and the Lord. But I, I want us to understand that the stakes are very, very high. When I look over the statistics of our time uh, here before the broadcast, I have to admit, I have to go to prayer because I get very overwhelmed with where we are today. It's, it's cr- incredible to see that right now, in fact, I'm probably speaking to households where if, if you're here, man, man, God's grace is upon you. He can s- totally comfort and care for you. But what I'm told today by the stats is that there are more children growing up in single parent homes than there are children growing up with two parents. That's incredible, guys. It's incredible. And, and here at the, the, the broadcast, I want you to know, here's my challenge. I, I want to find that place in everything I say and do with you to find that place where truth meets grace. I want us to be men that can take a real look at what does God's word say and then see his truth that can set us free. But then let's have the grace. Let's give each other the rope not to hang each other with, okay, not to kill each other with, but let's let God's rope of grace allow us to climb from wherever we are on the journey, okay? And so let the Redeemer meet you today, but it's incredible to know that what God God intended for our hearts to be raised in two parent homes. That was his 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 purpose his in the in the beginning as he put Adam and Eve together. But it's to know our God is sovereign. He is all-powerful. He's not held back today by these stats. But guys, let's not make the curse any worse. Let's reverse these stats. You might say, well, how do we do that? I would say it has everything to do with your heart. Are we going to continue to let man's word lead us down a path? Are we going to stop and say, what does God's word say? How should I work today? What's the purpose of work? Let me give you some, some courage this morning, some courage from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. There we see in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, he writes, we command you brothers to keep away from every brother who is idle and does not live according to the teaching you have received from us. Okay, so you hear the big bad word of idle, okay? Now, not, not idle like worshiping an idol, but I can tell you what has happened today is we've worshiped the idol of convenience to the point now where the young man has grown up in generations where he has no desire to work. In fact, a lot of times he doesn't even know how to work. And if that's you today, Brother, I want you to know God's grace can meet you right where you are, but you're not going to be happy until you find God's path for your manhood. Our world says the path is to your lazy boy or to your gaming chair, and, and that's where you're going to find true, true joy. And yeah, it might last for a little while while the game works well for you or the movie, but I would say 
let's not continue to go down these paths that really discourage our hearts. Let's find that path that's going to encourage. Let's keep on reading 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. He says, For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we don't have the right to such help, but in order to make ourselves a model for you to follow. Guys, do you hear it today? If you're at a place on your journey where God has given you the courage to be a hard-working man, praise God. Thank you for that. Now, now the question is, who are you working for? Are you working for yourself? Are you trying to be the ultimate provider of, of prosperity for your family? Or are you working on behalf of your God? Okay. Now, and then you have a chance to be a loving and yet bold role model to the next generation of young men who are coming along going, I, I maybe have never even seen the, the role model of what a man looks like who works hard for his family. Okay. So we need role models out there, but we need role models who are going to do it for God. Let's keep on reading. He says there in verse 10, for even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. Here it is. If a man will not work, he shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the bread they eat. As for you, brothers, never tire of doing what is right. Brothers, this morning, I want to again say thank you for providing for your family, for getting up every day, for working hard for them. Now, here's the message of the scriptures. Providing physically for your family is only a part. Now, I know as that comes across at your speakers or your, your headphones there, wherever it's coming, I know that might feel like a crushing weight. You're like, but Scott, I'm already doing all I can. I'm working 12 hours a day. I know, brother, but let's know that God's word, he loves us. He has a plan for our manhood. If we'll trust him to know that, yes, we need to provide. And so sometimes we need to look at how we're providing. Maybe there's some changes we need to make in our, our work. Maybe we're a, an overworker. Maybe we're a workaholic. We're, we're trying to provide too much for our family. Or maybe we're an underworker. Maybe we're a little lazy and we're needing to, to come up to the standard of God's word. Wherever you are, God's grace can meet you. But let him lead you to a place where you would not only provide for your family physically, but teach them how to seek first the kingdom of God. And I think a lot of times the way that that happens is we remember who's king of the kingdom. Who is king of your kingdom today? Is it the king of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus? Or are we trying to be king? And, and I'll say, that's me. I find a lot of times when I'm getting crushed under the weight of my worry, under the weight of my fears of, man, how am I going to provide? Am I going to provide enough? What I, what's happened is I've become king of the kingdom, and I have forgotten that, no, my role is to find my place in the kingdom under the king, yes, providing for my family, but seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and letting him add to my family what he decides in his sovereign plan to add. Now, here's what happens, guys. If you're like me, I, I'm doing pretty good at letting him add to my kingdom what he desires to add in the, in the physical world, and then I do the, what I shouldn't do. I look to my left or to my right. 
And there I see, but wait a minute, God, why are you providing more for my brother over there? He's, he's driving the, the car I want, or he's living in the house I want. What's going on here, Lord? And I began to let the curse become worse in my life. God's loving discipline is saying, but Scott, are you seeking first my kingdom? Let me add to you what I'm going to add to your kingdom. Trust me. Don't do what Matthew 6 verse 32 says. Don't be like the pagans who run after all these things of what they're going to eat or drink or wear, but seek first your, the kingdom of your father because your heavenly father knows what you need. Guys, today, our families have a heavenly father who is perfect. Let that just rest on your shoulders right now. You don't have to be the perfect father, the perfect husband. They already have one, and it's not you. Now, let's go to work. But let's not worry. When we're tempted to worry, let's move toward worship. Worship the king of kings and say, Father, show me what's it look like right now to move forward with 2 Timothy 1.7 courage, where he says, Paul says to Timothy, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Guys, today our brains have been trained to think the way we do. And there's a core value system that we have naturally had wash over our brains that trains us to this idea that we always need to be working to gain more so that we can do more so that our families, so that we can enjoy the prosperity and the pleasure that we hunger for. Again, guys, thank you for going to work today. But let's seek first God's kingdom even before ours. Then our work begins to take its place, its rightful place in how we provide for our families. Because our families need us to bring home more than just the bacon. They need us to bring home God's word incarnate in us. They need to see an earthly daddy, an earthly husband who has the courage to, to look into their eyes and see them. One of the things that I have discovered on my journey is I can be with my wife. I can actually go on a date with her. I can be with our children around the table and I can miss them entirely. I can be so caught up in what I'm thinking about, what I'm worrying about, that I don't see them. Well, let me just give you the picture of my little Levi Courage. Yep, that's the name of our 12th child, our sixth son, our youngest right now, who is his name, uh, we love his name, is Levi Courage. And I want his name today, guys, to bring you courage to let God bring a Levite part to your journey, to, be a, to not just be giving courage to the physical protect, uh, provision of your family today, but to have the courage to bring that Levi. The, in, in the Old Testament, the Levites were those who were the, those who the, where the priests came from and the ministry of God's temple. Did you know you're called to be a priest today in your home? And don't get caught up with that and go too far with that. But it's to know that you're called to, to offer the God's word there on the altar in your home to bring it and to, to wash the, the hearts and the, and the minds of your children in God's word. You're called to have a Levite courage in your home, to have Levite courage. You're not, it's, just, it's not just a pastor on Sunday morning. As we've shared before, he can only bring the, he can only equip 
you with God's word. You take God's word home now and you get to be that Levite courage. Guys, let little Levi, Levi is like two years old right now. He is like an awesome little guy. Uh, He just brings us so much joy. Uh, He also deprives my wife of a lot of sleep. Uh, We thought we'd seen everything with all of our children, but this little guy, he is just a go-getter. And yet his joy, his passion, his courage reminds me Dad, don't give up. So today, guys, as you're going out into your garden, whatever it is, wherever you go to work, go worship the Lord in how you work. Work hard. Men, we need a a world where men would understand, though, that our worship goes far beyond that. So I want to encourage you today is let God's word lead you up those heights. And when you're tempted to be lazy, to be idle, I trust me, I, I get it. A lot of times when I, when I do a kind of a, an analysis of why am I feeling lazy right now? Why do I not want to move forward and have a, 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 a spirit that's going to move forward with self-control? A lot of times what I discover is I've been captive by some fears, uh, some fears in my, deep in my heart. And so guys, I want you to know today, where, wherever those fears are, Your God wants to touch them. He wants to deal with them. He wants you to know you're loved. You don't have to go to work today to find your value as a man. Your wife, your children, your world, they don't have to compliment you to give you value as a man. When we discover that, all of a sudden we have the courage to climb in the steps of Jesus no matter what happens around us. So today, wherever you're at on the journey, I want to encourage you to be a man of courage and to know that your God knows the parts of your heart already that are full of fear. Right now, as I come to you on this podcast, do you know that I am speaking from a a heart that still has fears in it? All these years later, Kimberly and I have been married almost 25 years, and yet I can tell God's been doing a wonderful work sanctifying my faith, but guess what? There are so many days, so many nights where I can tell there's a fear that Lord, the Lord's perfect love wants to come in and cast out if I'll trust Him. Guys, that's what your God alone can do today if you'll let Him. So thank you for coming with me on this journey today. My prayer is that wherever you are, you've been recouraged to journey up by faith, first in your heart and in your home, and then let's watch how God's Word and God's Spirit begins to change the face of our country as men are recouraged. Blessings to you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Have a great day. Bye-bye.